With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello everyone and welcome to Line of Vienna Podcast episode 52 and again I hope it's episode 52, I really should start checking this before I hit the record button but alas we're here now and what else are we going to do? It's 9 o'clock in the morning we're recording this, it's a busy schedule, it's over Easter people, you know Chris has had his second child, we welcome George to the world, no doubt he's going to be a long suffering Bolton fan as well, um, so he's not here, he's busy chilling and no doubt looking after a screaming child uh, and because no one else can fit it in we're actually recording this at 9 o'clock in the morning aren't we Tom? We are indeed and you've currently got me at the top of a set of curtains because I'm trying to get ready for the podcast and I've managed to break them so even the one that's here is only half listening to you Dan <laughs> Right no go on, we're sorted <laughs> I love to imagine what fucking different things you do while doing this Yeah, <laughs> oh, that's added to the list now hasn't it? <laughs> Yeah. Fixing the curtains. There we go. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right, Tom. It is. Yeah, welcome, George, to the world. Yeah, yeah. Do you reckon Chris will make him be a Bolton fan? I'd say don't let him suffer. <laughs> let him be a Preston fan. Or I reckon. I don't know. I reckon it's grounds for ringing up the NSPCC, uh, making your child a Bolton fan at the minute. Yeah, yeah. Just sticking a Bolton fucking bib on him before he can even oh. have a choice in the matter. No, but, yeah. that's the only way we're going to help our fan base grow. Oh, yeah. Assertive fathers. Yeah. So how are you, Tom? How's it, how's it going? Not too bad, mate. Not too bad. The year, final days before the impending doom are returning to Yeah, I'm like that. I've just gone back to uni, and so now I have less than a week before I'm back in. It's grim, it's grim, it's grim. But anyway, yeah. Nice Easter holiday. Sorry? A nice Easter holiday, that. I think you've had it. I mean, I've had enough. I think you've had that. you had three weeks? Yeah, pretty much. It's been a nice, it's been a nice chill, I must say, but... I know I've been real. I've been annoyed at myself because I've been really fucking lazy during it. When I was at home, I did nothing, and I think it's because I'm used to my desk at uni being like my workspace, so I'm, I couldn't get used to my desk at home. It's it just I don't know, flimsy excuse, I know, but I've just been really lazy. <laughs> I don't, I don't like it. Anyway, there's, yeah, there's only two of us this week because we've recorded at o'clock in the morning, and everybody else has like jobs and probably sleep to catch up on. Let's just be a Tom since. Yeah, since we missed last week with it being Easter Sunday, because who does book on Easter Sunday, and international break and all that type of stuff, we've been, yeah, we're, we're, we're a bit late, but since, you know, we decided, because we couldn't fit it in, so we decided to do, me and Tom decided to do it today, after the Brentford game, so we have stuff to catch up on. There's been two Bolton games. Let's start talking about that, and Tom, let's talk about England instead for a little bit, because Germany game, that was good, wasn't it? Oh, superb. Absolutely yeah. superb. Well, ignore the Holland game, apart from Vardy being sick again. But well, to be honest, it's eh, you, yes. you've got to have two friendlies. You, I mean, if you've got to have one where you uh, you play play a team that you're thinking of starting with. I think the one against mm. Germany was the best players he had available to yeah. him. Yeah. And then the Holland game was... So, have a look at your, your Danny Drinkwaters and, and well, players like that. Yeah, but Drinkwater was the easily man of the match as well. Like, but he had a good game, and I still well, don't think he'll go on the plane. No, oh, he'll he go. I really, if Wilsh comes in instead of him, I'll pop. I what? think, I think that's looking likely. Oh, oh Fabian Delph, somewhere. Oh God, no! Such a, it'd be such a kick in the teeth. But yeah, that Germany game, man. Have you been? Like, when was the last time you like that excited watching England? Or just watching England, um, probably when we played Greece. Yeah, um, at Old Trafford, and. Uh, yeah, I remember going to a pub in Blackpool to watch it. I was a child. Um, <laughs> I wasn't drinking, but I was in a pub in Blackpool watching it. And I think we needed Finland, possibly, to get a result. I think they needed to get a result for us. Um, 
And I remember walking around this pub in Blackpool singing Yussi Yasakalainen to <laughs> find out that Anthony Amy played in net instead of him. <laughs> um, but the last time would, would have been that when we had to win yeah. to, sorry, to get a result to, to qualify. Mm. But that was, it was brilliant. I mean, even when we were getting beat 2-0, I yeah. said to me, I said to the old man, you know, this is a, it was, it was a gentleman sitting next to me. I wasn't talking to me groin. Um, <laughs> I, I said, even if we get beat 2-0 here, I think we've played, we've played well enough. Yeah. So it was really good, good fun. Mm-hmm. I was actually disappointed that the international break had ended. Yeah, it was a strange feeling. Yeah, it is a weird one, isn't it? It's a weird one having to, you know, go back. Because I think Eddie on the Lion Vienna writing team, he actually went to Berlin, the lucky said, and um, he was going low. It was like a welcome. He wrote about it. It's like it's a welcome distraction from the fucking shite we've had to put up with this year. But like, mate, the holy trinity of Dyer, Ali, and Kane. Mate, yeah. they need they need like an actual Holy Trinity statue outside Wembley already. I don't even care. <laughs> Put it outside like, Wembley when we lift the yeah. world. Oh, mate, I fucking love them. I love them all so much. Just, and then they all need to start at, at the Euros. They just need to start. They're our best players by far. And the best thing, the good thing about Dele Alli is that he makes other players around him tick because of, because of he gets far, he actually does the forward runs with playing in that attacking midfield position. He's not the type of player who sits and waits for the ball. He makes yeah. the runs, which then allows the players like Lallana and Barkley, people like that, to actually be static and do what they like. Oh, it's he's very, he's very un-English. Yeah, um, isn't he? He's, he's mm, not, not, not so much in the way he plays, but the fact that he he actually performs for his country like he does for his club. It was, it's weird. It's, it's, it's not English to mm. see, you know, Ali and Dyer playing as well for England mm. as they do for Spurs. It's, yeah. It's, I don't know, it's all out of Pochettino in it for like just <laughs> bringing them all through. But the, yeah, ah, just brilliant. the best, I think, and then there's Vardy as well, who probably won't start, but I still think he should be doing just because he's just direct. He's, you know, how like Lallana, Lallana and Welbeck, they're all well and good. They do, they do do their, um, no, they put the effort in, they put the doggies in, they do like track back and that. But Vardy's defensive play is so much more attacking. He like presses defenders, he's just. Proactive yeah. and yeah, I, yeah, uh, impact if, sub maybe, but I think I still think he should be starting. If you see if you see Vardy against Russia, it'll be um, either from the bench or yeah. he might put him out on the left wing, which would be a shame. No, no I, I think I can understand him having to play out wide because Kane and obviously he's gonna fucking try and shoot on Rooney. And I haven't got anything against Vardy playing it wide, but I just want to see him playing. Yeah. Um, what team? What, is, what would your team be at the Euros? We'll go through each at a time. Like we'll name the so. I'll you say goalkeeper. I say goalkeeper. We'll okay. Go Easy into it. Try and, we'll just try and put it off talking yeah. about Bolton. Yeah, we'll see how long we can do it for. It's got to be Joe Hart in there. Yeah. Well, if he's yeah, if he's injured though, well, I don't mind Foster. Yeah. yeah. Foster's looking very good actually. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Hart. Um, Klein it right back. See, I I am leaning towards Walker. I think he's very underrated now. I like everyone rated him when he was shit, but because he stopped doing all the flashy forward runs and shots from fifty yards, people suddenly stopped rating him when he actually turned good defensively. Like, and I think just because it would be the spur splatted with like continuing the spine of the Tottenham side, I don't think he's better than Klein, but I think because. He links, you know, he links with all the other Tottenham players. That type of consistency and spine throughout the team. I'd lean towards Walker personally, but I'd, I'm not asked about Klein. Clearly, it wouldn't, it wouldn't, it wouldn't bother me if Walker started ahead of, mm. ahead of Klein. They'd be me two right backs. Yeah, definitely. I just think Klein started in, in pretty much all the qualifying. Yeah, yeah. You know what, Roy? Yeah, like, you're right. Yeah. I've definitely not got anything against Klein starting. No, left back Danny Rose at the minute. Yep. Uh, Centre half. Smalling and Stones. Ooh. Yeah. No I gas. Think, I think we're weak at centre half, and yeah, I do definitely. think the weak link is Gary Kale. I don't yeah. think he's. I don't think he's had a good game for England for a long time. He, don't doesn't, get, get, he just doesn't get close to like defenders that to attackers anymore. Like that Gomez goal. Like where is Kale? It's yeah. sad to see. Really, I don't know what's happened to him. I think he's. I think he's. The one thing he had when he was when he was at us. See, oh, look at this. Oh, Shoehorn in a Bolton referencing. We are a Bolton Wanderers podcast after all. Yeah. When he was at Bolton, he, when he'd make a mistake, he could yes. always, always rely on his pace to get him out of yeah. trouble. He's, 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 lost start, it a bit. he's starting to lose that. And I think what he's trying to do is give himself an extra yard 
head start on oh, the yeah. and it always he, fucks up. I think he was expecting Gomez um, to bring that down mm. yes, and, and, and get at him. So I think I think he's trying to trying to reinvent himself a little bit based on based on the fact that he's getting on a bit and he's losing his pace. But yeah, I'd I'd, I'd go with I'd go with Stones and Smalling. I think they're the best of a. Not a very good bunch of centre halves. What did you think of Stones? His fuck up against Holland. It's it's, typ- it's typical English fans, you know. Oh look, you know John Stones is all this hype around him, fifty million pounds. Mm. And the reason why there's so much hype is because of the the type of player that he is. Because yeah. he's a he's a ball playing centre half, and then he makes one mistake and he gets vilified for it. It's it's just madness. Um, he's he's, he's going to happen, isn't he? Mm. He's going to make mistakes like that. See, I do like Stones. I think he has potential, but. And I don't think I don't agree with the complete villaination. Villaination. I don't know the complete like complete crucifixion of him. But yeah. I also don't agree with snobby people. Like there was one guy, and I do like this guy on Twitter. He's really fucking intelligent. But he was saying something like Stones, you know, the way Stones is playing. I was just like, there is a difference though between purposeful passing, which Stones can do, and then just fucking about with it at the back. And there was that time where I think Everton it might have been against West Brom or someone. And Stones fucked about yeah. with it at the back. He, he just yeah. fu- he fucked about with it. I don't care what anyone says. He was fucking about with it in his own box. His own box. Inviting pressure and f- shitting fans up. Now, you call it, you know, fans worrying that I'm in trust, whatever. But there is a difference between, you know, purposeful, incis- in- incisive passing and his yeah. dawdling on it and losing it, which he did do. Now, I like Stones. I hope he improves. And But, you know, he deserves criticism when he fucks up. And that's how you learn, in my opinion, anyway. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I mean, there's... He's probably the, the, that sort of real Ferdinand type of defender. Mm. Real Ferdinand at Leeds, when he, he went for he went for a serious amount of money, and he was making mistakes at Leeds. You know, he, and, and and that was when he was an eighteen million pound footballer, and he was mm. making mistakes. And it's going to happen. At centre half, there's there's very little uh, room yeah, for hiding. No, safety there, is you, know, you, you know, if, if you make an error in the past, you. Mm. I mean, I remember playing at centre half doing kick ups to try and clear it. And I brought the ball up on my left foot, tried to set set it on my right so I can volley it out with my left. And when I did my second kick up, striker came, nicked it from my toes, went round the keeper and scored. And it's, it's a horrible feeling. <laughs> horrible feeling. I can imagine it. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I think I'd agree with that two cent about playing actually. And I think yeah, I, small um, stones. If he does fuck about England, I'm not. I know he's a ball player, but England aren't a ball back from the ball playing team, and we shouldn't try to be. We should try and be like Spurs and Leicester this year, just fast, incisive counter attacking. Yeah. And you know, Stones, he should, you know, he should just be a bit more quicker on the ball because it just slows it down, doesn't it? In my opinion. Um, yeah, I mean, he can he can go from back to front very quickly, and I yeah. think Kane and Kane and Vardy can get in behind. Exactly. Even Welbeck actually they can get mm. in behind defenders. So, mm. I think I think that'd work all right if if, if he's going. Yeah. He's going from back to front quite quickly. Do you think he'll improve tenfold when fucking Martin has his stacked from Everton? But that's another debate. Right. Um, I, well, I, I think he'll he'll get his move in the summer. It won't be ah, fifty maybe million. It won't be fifty million, but he'll get his move. Ooh, him at, with Conte at Chelsea—that would be interesting. Yeah, because you know Conte is the guy who fucking made Benucci good. So. Proper centre halves as yeah, well. Exactly. Yeah. We're quite, yeah. That's quite intriguing, that, actually. Um, so, what, what formation are you doing this England team? I should ask, actually. Well, I'm happy to let you pick the shape in midfield because yeah. I would. I was really happy when England played in a diamond, but I'm happy for, well, to let you. Pick mine this. would be a bit more four-three-three with like one midfielder slightly more forward than the other two. So that's mine. Type, okay. Thing. Yeah, I'm happy to go with that. Okay. So go on. the midfielders, I suppose. Um, oh. Right. So if we're playing with two yeah. two midfielders, yeah, yeah. Um, off current form, it has to be. Oh, I'm gonna say his name, and I don't like him. Right, Dyer definitely. Yep. And I'm re- very reluctantly, very reluctantly, because I don't like him. Uh, Jordan Henderson. Oh. Um, but I can't really think of of an alternative at the minute. Oh. Um, and then Ali. Yeah. Behind. Well, we agree with two out of three. Dyer and Ali, obviously. Yeah. Uh, Dyer's like the the best defensive midfielder we've had. Like they've just dedicated. I'm there to win the fucking ball, and that's it. Defensive midfielder we've had. That's actually good in years. And um, Ali, we talked about Ali. I think the one next to him, instead of Henderson, though, should be Drinkwater. I think Henderson, 
does have a bit of bite about him, and he's been doing all right recently. Some he'd probably start anyway, but and he probably deservedly so. But with drink water, I just think. Whereas Ali's the, whereas Dyer's the anchor, Ali's the attacking, you know, going forward a bit. I think Drinkwater's like the metronome type player. Against Holland, he had most touches, most passes. He's the type of guy who can keep, you know, just keep threading balls the right of the pitch. And I think that midfield just works really well. It's got every different dynamic you could want and a bit of bite about it as well. So that's that's what I'd yeah. go for. I, mean, I, I like Drinkwater. I think he's been brilliant. Yeah. Into, I've been taking to watching as much of Leicester as I possibly can. Mm. Um my, my only concern with with, with playing him for England, I, I I do think he should he should be on the plane. I, whether he is, I don't know whether Royal put him in. I, I, I certainly think he should be he should be starting. Yeah. Uh, sorry, should be should be going, but I'm not sure about starting because I've not seen him in the midfield without Kante, mm-hmm. and I'm and I'm starting to believe that Kante is genuinely that good. Fair, fair. That he can that he can that, that I don't know because he covers so much ground. It make it, it makes yeah. Drinkwater's life that much easier. That's fair, so but that, I would say. Ali and Dyer can do the same together, and and against Holland he was, you know, he was alongside fucking Milner, I think. Yeah, it was, yeah, and Milner. He ran yeah, the show. I, again, I'm not. Um, no, I, I agree. I, with I'd you. like That's to see Drinkwater there, but I'd be surprised if he starts the first game. So, left wing. Uh, ooh. Vardy, but I don't like him on the left wing. But go on, Vardy. Yeah. I'd say either it's like a toss up between Welbeck, Sterling and Lalana, whoever's like you know, whoever's the you know, the choice of the day, I'd say. Mm. Any of those would be fine for me. Yeah. Well I was I was gonna stick Sterling out on the right. So mm. I've got ah. Vardy left Sterling right. Okay, well on the right, Vardy, without a shadow of a doubt. I think up front there's only one choice to Yeah. Andy Carroll? <laughs> <laughs> Gary Medin. <laughs> yeah, it's got to be Kane, hasn't it? I mean, Absolutely. He's like, oh, do you know what? If there was a world five-a-side team, yeah. he'd be up front. Yeah, he's I've never known England had since Shearer, I think. I've like, never known. I mean, a, a striker, just out and out striker. But so just taking his shot early yeah. every time. I mean, it's like Defoe, um, and Defoe gets a bit of stick for just being small time. Like, but he used to always take his shots early, which always yeah. like puts off keepers, doesn't it? Because they don't expect, because they just expect people to fanny about it with it these days. Um, you'll probably help me out with this one, but Kane scored a spectacular goal this year at White Hart Lane. The Arsenal one? Yes, coming in off the right wing. Yeah, that's right. And the reason why I remember being so shocked by it is because all of his goals are like bottom corner. Yeah, you right. Like I said, if there was a world five-a-side team, mm. he'd be the first yeah. choice. There's not a striker. I don't think there's a striker in, like, genuinely in the world at the minute who's as good as finding the bottom like the bottom corner across the goalkeeper. Yeah, Van Kane. It was the same against his goal against Germany. They just got the game going. It was the same goal against Liverpool on the weekend. He's yeah. just so fucking good at finding corners. Yeah. And I, I thought when he first burst onto the scene, I thought it was going to be a short-lived. But um, I'm I'm very very wrong. Yeah, it's good that he, he's carried it on, and he's the real fucking deal. And you know, I think we all agree should be starting against Rooney, but that's the only worry for the Euros, isn't it? Yeah, listen, he's. <laughs> He's he's gonna go. He's gonna go. This is why you. Uh, this is why you give someone the captain's armband, don't you? Oh shit! Sorry, my throat is going bad. <laughs> Do you want I, me to tell everyone about how terrible Rooney is while you recover? Yeah. Well, I don't actually mind him going because I think you know he is the captain and whatnot, so he should yeah. definitely go. But he just shouldn't be starting. Yeah, but hmm, it's a difficult one, Matt. Isn't it? If you if you take him and then don't start him, well, it's. If, well, I've, I think I've, I've wrote about it somewhere, which I'm going to try and publish somewhere at some point. I think it'd be brave if they did. But it's like, if, if he does, if he doesn't, he's just going to play the same players who've let him down at two prior tournaments. Yeah. And, you know, why? Yeah. Nah, never achieve, never be brave. We can only wait and hope. Uh, where do you think, like, last question before we wrap this like unplanned, but surprisingly time-filling segment to a close. Where do you think England will finish in the Euros? Ooh. Um, I, I think we'll finish top of the, the group. Yeah. I think the toughest game is the Russia game. Um, top of the group. I'm I'm going to say a spirited, slightly fortunate semi-finals. Ooh. Yeah, I'm quite hopeful for this England team. Well, I was going to say quarter-finals, but I am too. I am, and that's not like begrudgingly. I am quite hopeful for this. Yeah. And... I think yeah. we could do something. If, if we, I don't, I'm not saying we'd win it or anything, but I think we could make the country proud. Well, they could, I should say. 
I think, yeah, it'll just make... We'll, I think we'll come out of this tournament happy. I'll I think, look, yeah, I mean, every, every, now again, every now and again, a, a, an England team pops up where yeah. it just seems to click, like the Euro 96 team. This was, is the most likeable team since then, by absolute yeah, I mean, that's the first England team I can remember, the 96 team. Mm. And they were just, I mean, if you if you look through the starting lineup of that team, it's like, there's so many, like, captains in the team. You know, you had Shearer, Sheringham, Seaman, Ince, uh, Stuart Pitt. There were so many, so many brilliant, like, leaders. Um, and every now and again, it just seems to click for an England team. And I think it's starting to look that way for for <sighs> pretty much since 2006, maybe. Mm. Every England squad's been, you know, like you said, these players that have let them down in the past. Yeah. Gareth Barry making a start. Um Scott Parker getting into the squad. You know, play, players that have let you down two, yeah. three tournaments um, or qualifying campaigns, and then they get they get a starting place yeah. at the tournament. And on some more than Rooney. Yeah, I think. Well, I think Rooney can, if he if he's not careful, will fall into that category as well. But yeah, I think it, it's just clicked at the right yeah. sort of time for us. So I'm quite looking forward to it. So we'll bring our Euro 2016 fucking preview to a close, and we'll actually have to talk about Bolton next, I suppose, which. No one really wants to do, but hey-ho, stay where you are. Hello, everyone. That England chat was quite sporadic. It was not planned, but it was a nice relief about what we're going to talk about now. Bolton played two games since, well, was it two? Yeah, it's because it was international break. Two games since we last spoke. We played Redden on the weekend and then Brentford last night. Both defeats. Jimmy Phillips is still yet to have a win as the manager. His only goal came against Brentford when Zach Clough scored a penalty. We could go down, well, we will go down on Tuesday, Saturday when we play and lose to Derby. Tom, Reading game. We went down to 10 men really early. Do you think it was a red card? For that young Rob Holding? Um... Uh, yeah, yeah, I do. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think he's he's played really well, and I've been really shocked. I mean, with with how he's played, I think he's come in and he's looked uh, assured. He's looked older beyond yeah. beyond his years. He's played really well, but I think he's going to make errors like that. Oh, you know, yeah. we've been told we talked before about John Stones and how he's making errors, and you know, he's playing. In an England squad, you know he's playing with brilliant players week in week out. He's 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 certainly still developing, but you've just got to be careful, you know, when when you when your marker gets the wrong side of you, yeah, um, and you put your body in. Any smart attacker is going to go down. So you've seen it in real time. I was like, yep, and I don't know why everyone was kicking off around me because they only had the same view as me. But yeah, he's tucking him down. Penalty, absolutely red card. Probably you can't really argue. He's you know he's denying a goal scoring opportunity through on goal. But after seeing the replays, it does look like Holding got the ball, but then did he go through Vidra's body? Yeah. It this is a tough one. You can't really call it that much, I don't It's quite think. strange now, because that doesn't seem to be the discussion anymore, does it? it you know, the the first case for the defence of a centre-half would be, I've got the ball, I've won the ball. And it used to be universally accepted. But, like, you know, you, you talked yeah. about it then. Now it seems to be, has he gone... Has he interfered with yeah. the man? Has he touched the man before he's got to the ball? I mean, sometimes for some referees, you're going, you're going from behind whatsoever. I mean, you might not even make contact with the man and you've slid him from behind and, and, and they'll blow up. So, uh, it does seem to be contact. But like you said, Dan, it's, it's whether or not, it's, um, it's whether or not he's, he's gone through the man to get there yeah. or impeded the man. But if, if your marker gets the wrong side yeah. and you go to ground... You know that there's a chance it's going to happen, yeah, and it definitely. did. Well, the red card didn't change much because we were getting better beforehand. We still got better afterwards. It just meant Derek was moved backwards, and we never really got forward at all. Um, yeah, they were cutting. They cut. They were cutting us open like butter. Like the midfield was absent. I think. Even though I'd say that, but like Derek was really good there. But it was just weird. They were like Stephen Quinn and Piazon were cutting us open. Wheater and Moxie's side was fucking like a bit of Swiss cheese. There were that many holes in it. Um, Swiss cheese is the one with holes in it, isn't it? 
Yeah, you're right. <laughs> um, if Matos Vidra was the same Matos Vidra who played for oh. Watford that season, <laughs> did a bit 5 0 up at half time, he was fucking atrocious. What happened to him? God knows. He, he went West Brom and Tony Pulis over just to fucking wreck him. <laughs> he's, he's, done, he's given him a full Pulis makeover. Yeah. He, used, he used to be. He, like, when, when Watford um, yeah. failed to go up in the playoffs. Yeah. When let's up, when, yeah, when, when they failed to go up in the playoffs. I mean, there was a time when Vidra was better than Dini. Yeah, easily. I don't know what's happened he to him. He was player year, and like he was brilliant. He was still like you could see see like the intelligence of him. Like he was always on the last man. He was always on side for most of it, yeah. and he was like picking up these free bars every time. But he's finishing. He's he just lost Who did as well? Yeah, well, that's where he's I mean, on loan. From, was on loan from before he went to Watford. Ah, uh, of course, yeah. From uh, from yeah, at Watford from UD. Yeah. yeah. Um, Am I, am I exaggerating in saying he, he could have or should have had a hat trick? Oh, he should have had about five. It wasn't yeah. aim like Amos made came out and made big saves, but if, you know he still should have finished them easily. And he had signed that in, should have scored his penalty, you know. And yeah, which you know that gave us you know Amos and then the defending of we got better as the game went on. He blocked two shots off the line. The last second one quite improbably. It's quite weird. Derek was plays best game as man of the match for me. And, you know, Amos made some great saves, and um, Adam Ma- no, sorry, Niall Maher at right back, he made his debut and was fairly solid. A couple of hiccups here and there, but you know, looked comfortable. Uh, but you know, their good defending gave us hope that we could nick a point. But alas, Ola John in the last minute twatted it in from thirty yards. Mm. Mm. That, that is a it's a very Bolton game of football. Yeah, very you much know. so. We've lost a game one nil that we probably should have lost by more mm. um, from a from a speculative shot from yeah. twenty five thirty yards that's beaten the keeper. Um, and I know there's some people a bit more critical of Ben Amos. Oh, no, that one was unstoppable. That I mean, time. that was a, that was a brilliant strike. But we yeah. conceded a lot of goals from that area of the pitch. No, I wonder if there's something up with his eye. Is he blind or something? Because it does seem weird that it's always stuff from distance. It might. It could be. It could be something with his sight. It could be because he. Yeah, they, people, uh, other teams, opponents tend to score a lot of goals. It is uncanny how many goals people out. score from distance against us, especially. If, I don't know. I wonder if he's like. I don't. Is it long sighted where you can't see stuff from long distances? Short sighted. Uh, yeah, long sighted. Yeah, can't see it up front. Well, yeah, it just seems like. Yeah, it just seems like maybe. I don't know. It's a weird one, but um, I'm going to actually talk about what led up to that goal. Phillips. He, Ballsy move, he chose to have Alex Samizadi on the bench, who made his debut last night for the club, which is really exciting. But he had him on the bench against Reading, going into the last 10 minutes, and everything, especially because I had a bet on it, was set up for Samizadi to come on and score a winner. And it would have been beautiful. But he didn't bring him on, instead he brought Heskey on. I've never seen a substitution just annoy me so much. It's like what everything's been up with Bolton this season, just the... Just for playing the old people, not giving you chance, and you can say what you want about the youth not being that good enough. But who gives a fuck? The senior players have got us where we are. Oh well, you know I've, I made this point on the last pod, and now is a better time to to test um, these players mm. compared to pre-season, mm. um, because you know you know what pre-seasons like. You'll get your 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 squad players playing at 60-65% and then you've got a couple of young players or a couple of trialists going full pelt and it doesn't always give you an accurate representation of how they're going to settle. Now, Now's the best time so you know it, I, I, I don't get the no. thinking behind that yeah. sub. But uh, then he brought Esky on and the guy who passed the ball to John before he smashed it in was getting closed down by Heskey and I've seen fucking Aeroplanes turn quicker than Heskey. Jesus Christ! Any other player, even if he leaves um, Clough or Willery on at that point, he brings Sammy Zaddy on, brings anybody else on. Anybody else closes that guy down quicker. Doesn't give him about fifty yards of space to pick out John. The goal doesn't happen, and everyone's saying it doesn't matter. That was always going to happen. It was a great goal. No, the tiniest of changes to anything changes the result. It's like the butterfly effect, mate. And that so he brings anyone else on and just leaves it. 
that goal doesn't happen for me, and it's just so fucking infuriating. Well, I mean, you, I don't even care if it's you know what a point wouldn't have mattered. We're down anyway. It's, yeah. I don't care about that though. I care about my team not fucking losing at this point, and I don't want to see them lose. Yeah, so it's I mean, you could look at it two ways. I mean, you bring Sammy Zaddy on. Um, I mean, I, I, I'll be honest. I've only seen you know highlights from under twenty ones fixtures. Mm. I haven't been to see him. But, I mean, the, the lad is fast, mm. like unbelievably fast. You know, so you bring him on, <clears throat> he sits and hugs the halfway line. Mm. And like you said about the knock-on effect, centre-half stays back, the right-back is mm. two, three yards deeper. And it, and it and he's it, buzzing because does, he's, he's on yeah. the pitch, he's dead, he's trying to run about. 17-year-old. It, it does have a knock-on effect. Um, but again, on the, on the other side of it, when, when all's said and done, Ola John is still... Yeah, no oh, doubt. Brilliant, brilliant finishing. Well, it's just oh. the thought of why Heskey's on. Like, we're 10 men, we've got one man up front, we need someone up there who's going to run and chase down. Why the fuck is Heskey on? And it's just, I don't know why this subject is, this just really piss me off, like, think, big time. I, I, the only thing I can think of is if, if Jimmy was thinking, if we've got our backs to the wall and we need to, to go long and have someone hold it up. But he can't even do that now, can he? He flicks it on <laughs> well, but he doesn't hold it up out of the air, does he? That's it's just so annoying. It's just like... Mm. It was just like indicative of what's been wrong with us this season. Just try going with the tested and the old and the failed. Yeah, I think it was a perfect opportunity to to bring him on. Mm. Perfect opportunity because, like you said, nothing to lose. Um, nothing to lose at that point, and mm. and that's the sort of situation we need to bring players like yeah. Sammy Zaddy in. So, yeah. But I mean, you know, on the plus side, mm. let's give it to Jimmy. Yeah, he, definitely. He made the squad, you know, yeah, and that was definitely. something that, you know. Jamie Thomas must be a bit. <laughs> yeah, actually, I think he might be injured at the minute. Actually, so that would explain it. Actually, as a bit of a, as a bit of a cynic, I think um, he might be going Sammy Zaddy over Thomas because we might have to do some persuading with yeah, Sam to keep him there. Um, whereas I, I, I might be wrong in saying, but I think Thomas is contracted next season, isn't he? I don't know. I know he's not signed a professional one yet because there's all that ura about it last year, wasn't there? So I don't know actually. Maybe. Uh, we could lose him as well, then. Maybe. But, like, yeah. He did, yeah. I, I am angry, really angry at that substitution because I genuinely believe that substitution cost us the game. I don't care. I, say, I don't care if we're down. I don't want my team to lose. But to be fair to Jimmy, he's, you know, he's given, in the last three games, he's given debuts to Maher, Finney, and Sammy, Sammy Zaddy, and, um, you know, given Tom Walker more time in the team as well, which yeah. I'm an advocate for for a while. Even if it's not been working, I don't care. It's just been nice to see him. Again, in the Bradford game, I guess we'll move on. We lost 3 1, 3 0 at half time. It was already done. Finney was subbed at half time. It seems like. Seems like Finney wasn't very. It seems like he had a bit of a mare, apparently. Which isn't promising, but, you know, we can. It'll be, you know. It's, it's against a better team than us, really, isn't it? Like every other team in this league. Yeah, I mean, that's the. That's the flip side of. Um... Yeah. Of bringing the young players on, if they have a game like 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 Finney's had in the first half, and you know getting subbed off at half time is, especially you know for a player in his position to be subbed off at half time, um, it's got to be demoralising for a centre back to be. At the same time, it's a testament of fire. I think you learn from it, you learn from it, and I think still I still think it's good. For I don't care. It doesn't matter if you lose every game now. It's about getting these youngsters minutes, experience, and just getting them used to actual football, isn't it? Yeah, and Finney is another one that in the under twenty one squad has been has been there or thereabouts yeah. and maybe, you know, Holding's red card was the perfect yeah, opportunity to give him his chance. Um, uh, listen, let's put it this way. If Finney doesn't play we still get beat. Yeah. Exactly. You know, so you know, it's not as if it, it was the difference um yeah. having him there. So have they given up then, do you think? Oh, they gave up in November, probably, didn't they? Uh, yeah, I mean, you could look as early as the Preston or the Bristol City matches. Yeah, I think. I think let they. Me, let me look at the fixture list. I think it was the Preston game that knocked the stuffing out of us. Because... No, I think it might have been the Burnley game because we played really well then and still lost. Yeah, I, I mean. Or QPR at home when we drew, when we should have won. Games the, like that. The Preston match, we were in it. and Yeah, uh, oh, yeah that one was on, yeah. You know, we were in it. We were in the lead, and at half time, there was a little. You know, there was a glimmer of expectation, and I think to take nothing out of that game, yeah. not the stuffing out of us, and we saw that at Ashton Gate, didn't we? Yeah. I think, yeah, we have. I mean, we just games like that when we should have, could have got something from them, and we didn't, and then just. Yeah. Fell I mean, away. I've been saying for a while that you know I've been impressed that even though the results haven't been coming our way, I mean we haven't 
6th of February. But even though the results haven't been going our way, I've, I've been happy that the performances haven't shown signs of, of giving up and rolling over and they're putting some performances in here that, you know, not as a team, but um, as individuals. Yeah. There's a few that we were happy with. Um, but yeah, I think Preston Preston and, and Bristol City, that was that was the one that killed us off. So, have they given up? Yeah. Yeah, they have, yeah. Yeah, and I don't know, is there anything else you want to talk about the two games? Just... Um, oh, um, Liam Trotter and David Wheaton. Oh, of course. <laughs> two of our senior players mm. earning double figures of thousands a week. Well, not for the next two weeks, anyway. Uh, what have they done, Tom? What you have to everyone? Um, well, it's going to be the picture for this fucking article. Tom. Yeah, I'm I'm new to um, to Periscope. I've discovered what Periscope. Oh, is that what it was? Was it on Periscope? Yes. <laughs> so, funny. this Very is well, funny. this you know this is this is my um, my weak case for the defence for these two. Yeah. It could easily be as they've been arriving um, at Griffin Park. They've greeted whoever's filming the the occasion mm. uh, with a one fingered salute. And there's nothing you can do when they're streaming it live. Isn't uh, it? Well, yeah, this is it. I mean, you know, in the in the good old days of 2015, when videos were shot, we edited, done it before, and it was just edited out. I remember it. Yeah, yeah. Well, this, this is this is it. You know, they're probably used to it being filmed and edited out, and it, it could it could easily be a running joke. It yeah. could be. They could follow just a video, normal it, video. It could be something that David Wheater does every week. Now, it doesn't necessarily, you know, excuse him in any, you know, in any oh, way. I don't care, give a fuck about <laughs> I mean, it's, I mean, I, all I'm thinking of is, you know, my, young, my younger fans who, you know, who will be Twitter savvy at whatever age they are, you know, to see... If you're if you're twenty savvy though, that's the worst thing. They don't. That's they not don't, the worst thing you see on Twitter. They do, yeah, they don't need. They don't need stringing up. They don't need, you know, sacking or anything like that. It was just football players being football yeah. players. I think two and, weeks' words is fucking harsh, me. Um, well, if I, I think, swore at work, I'd have no money. Well, I don't have a job anyway, like so. A... <laughs> I don't have money anyway, but like, if I had a job and swore at work, I'd get fucking sacked. Um, I, I think I'd be sacked. Well, yeah, <laughs> but you, that's another yeah, story. That's, that's legitimate. <laughs> um, um, no, I think from a cynical point of view, they they they're two of our higher earners, aren't they? Yeah. Um, the, the the way in which I do feel a bit sorry for them is, you know, November and December's wages not being paid until the death. <laughs> Never getting paid, no, mate. <laughs> you know, and then and then they get two weeks' wages taken off them in April. But it's just footballers being footballers. Yeah, it's and, good money, you know, technique. To be fair, can we all have them swear in the camera? <laughs> yeah, we could have them. We could say right for the next home game when you're coming in for Periscope, just give them give them the salute. Um, I, I think it could easily be um, like a running joke. Yeah, I agree. Because yeah. Wheat is a bit of a clown, isn't it? Yeah. Um, unfortunately, it's just we, it's Periscope and it's live, and someone's been quick enough to uh, to snapshot it. Which I'm actually that's the thing I'm most yeah. impressed with that you're watching a live stream. Um, and he managed to maybe maybe they were sat there ready to screenshot right, it. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, strange. Um, all a strange situation. But this is the world we live in. I think yeah. the club have the club have reacted quickly. They've come out and said, you know, they've been dealt with. They've been fine. Mm-hmm. Trotter's come out and said sorry. Yeah, it's just footballers yeah. being footballers. Fine, that's all. Yeah. Um, what think... would you do, Dan? Would you find them two weeks? Or? No, I'd just like uh, just. They don't, they'll say, oh, they give me one, and they were messing about. They didn't know how to stream live. You know, the lads, it'd be right. I, I don't think the wage... I, I'd t- it's good for us, because it gets, you know, we'd have to pay them. But I still think it's quite harsh, to be honest with you. I wouldn't have signed them, personally. Mm. Especially with your squad morale is at the minute. We don't need them fucking going, he's fucking sat me, so fucking yeah. swore. So I, think, I, I think the most important thing was for... Um, was for the club to react quickly. Yeah, and they have done it within about twelve hours. Yeah, it's a good testament to yeah. how it's been run at the minute. Which under the previous regime, it would have been about four days till we got something on it. Yeah, so, yeah. there's been a there's been a club investigation, and uh, <laughs> nothing's going to happen. I don't know. Yeah, fucking. Hell. I think Jimmy's done so far. Three games, and ten goals conceded, one scored, no I, wins. I mean, three losses. I didn't think it could get any worse, but mm-hmm. it's got worse, hasn't it? Yeah, it has. Uh, listen, as auditions go, 
this is this is like you know when people used to talk about the England manager's job as the job that nobody, everybody wants but nobody can succeed in. Mm. Like for 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 an ex player like Jimmy Phillips, this must be like you know just like last time he came in. Yeah. You know he must think you know he loves the club. Bolton's always been his team. It, but again, like he's got to be one of the toughest jobs in yeah. football. And he, show, he said before he don't want it, and he's fucking showing why at the minute. Isn't he? He's not even a manager well, at youth level; he's just academy director, isn't he? Yeah, I think I think it was wise to give it till the end of the season um, yeah, because I agree. there's no point rocking any boats down in South End now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, it's, it's it's a really tough job. Like that that situation is terrible. I mean, it's. it's what what do you do? You know, you're going into a, a dressing room of players who, you know, pretty much know that they're down. They know they've been relegated. You've got players who are unsure where the futures lie. Players that I'm sure are sat there thinking, roll on May the 15th. Um, May you know, the 8th. It, uh, is it the 8th? Yeah. Oh, the 15th, the Legends game, isn't it? Um, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so they're, they're thinking, you know, roll on the end of the season, I'm out the door. There are other players that maybe are, are wanting to stay that are unsure of whether they'll be offered a contract. I mean, going into that dressing room must be a terrible, terrible place to to try and mm. manage. Um, it's a it's a really tough job, yeah. but I mean, it has got worse, hasn't it? Yeah, it does. But again, it doesn't really matter. Like we're shit under London, it doesn't matter. It, it doesn't really matter if you fucking measure the amount of shitness. It's still shit, isn't it? I think I still I still rather have kids playing and losing than kids not playing and only losing by one two every time and I think you know relegation we've got well we've got 17 points away 18 to play for I think it's safe to say we are away what do you say Tom oh we've been uh, no, yeah. we've been down since November haven't we I think but, yeah. I it was, it was the game I like thought I'd like, consign, like resign myself to us going down for definite was the Fulham game on 19th of December, because that game we played really well, Clough scored two fucking smashing goals, and we still didn't win. And that was the game that I was like, right, we're done. Mm-hmm. I, do you know what, I, 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 can't pinpoint, I can't pinpoint when I thought it was happening. I, I'd said we were but, going down, I said we're down numerous times before it. Yeah, but you but that was the game, that, was like... Yeah, definitely. you always have that, that, that niggling hope in the back of your mind, don't yeah. you, that you, that you, yeah, that doesn't go away. Um, well, it was more like I had hope, up until then, I was like, had hope with the niggling feeling that we'd go down, and then after the Fulham game, it was we're down with a niggling feeling of hope until about maybe the Burnley game or the yeah the Burnley game maybe or the Queen's QPR game something like that mm. where I just thought right we are down. No, you see the the we just need taking around the back of the shed now. Like yeah, yeah. it's good for everyone. It's good for the championship mm. because we're stinking the place out. It's good for us because then once you know once it's, it's, yeah, it's dusted. Jimmy can say, right, you know, uh, such a body's dropped, you know, Trotter's dropped because um, he's not signing a contract or, you know, we're giving uh, Mayor a game because we think um, we're going to give him the chance to earn a contract. We can do that then because there's nothing mathematically to play for. Um, And then, you know, the the punters who backed us to go down, they can have their winnings from from Paddy Power as well. I'm so so scared because we're going to win the league. We're down. I need to delete all my tweets. (laughs) <laughs> I, hope they, I, hope they, I hope they find them so I can delete them straight away to be honest with you. Yeah, no, Wigan Wigan are gonna win it, aren't they? Yeah. Which it's is, you know, what comes around goes they've around. Done it right. They're the model we have to follow next year. I don't know if they'll have the same budget as them. League no, they've mm. they've signed over thirty five players this year. <clears throat> they've sold a lot as well, but they've bought they brought in thirty five of players this year, so I don't know if we'll have the same That's that, that well that that football team's unrecognisable. No, they only have two players <laughs> from last season and one yeah, of them will be signed in January. And that's um, that's what I want, you know. Mm-hmm. Their football team's unrecognisable to the one that went down, mm-hmm. and Wigan needed that. They, you yeah. know, they had players there um, that had been signed by two, three managers. They had players signed by Rosler, players signed by Mackay that didn't necessarily want to be there anymore, um, and they needed to completely strip it down and start mm-hmm. again. Um, they're, they're well, the we've got the money to do that. I don't know, but I'd, exactly, yeah. I'd quite like an unrecognisable team. I'd like on the first game of next season yeah. when it's Shrewsbury away. Yeah, just to go and see, oh, you know, we've signed such a body from Newport, we've signed well, whoever Matt, from Dagger. Wood on the site did a good article about... Yeah, free I saw ag- oh, We were talking about in the inbox, about free agents that are available. And there's a, yeah. quite a few amongst every division. 
And his five, the five he picked, if I can just load it up, were quite an interesting five. The first one was Southend's keeper Bentley, who's meant. I was talking to Ian McIntosh, if you recognise the name, football journalist and whatnot. Oh, yeah, Guardian. Guardian. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, and um, he's a Southend fan, so I was talking to. I was asking him, do you think Brian will go? And he said, yeah, without any inside info, I do think he'll go. I was asking any players, and he's told me about this keeper, and apparently he thinks he's fucking ace, like. Could be Premier League easily. Is and it he's Jack, called Jack Bentley? It's Daniel Bentley. Daniel Bentley. And he's out of contact at the end of the year. You know, maybe Phil brings him with him if we get him, and then yeah. he must get shipped off. And I think we'll need a keeper as well, won't we? Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, yeah, do we, we go through his list? His own list? Yeah, yeah. There was Curtis Nelson, which is Plymouth's, cap- Plymouth's captain, 22, already played 232 games for them at the age of 22. And Matt watches a fair bit of Plymouth and says he's good. Reader Johnson who used to play for Sheffield Wednesday. God, he's a big lad. Yeah. Um, Callum Harriot at Charlton, one of Charlton's youngsters who's been on loan at Colchester this year. And then this last one was another Plymouth player, Graham Carey, a left midfielder. And then that was his list. And then there was another, there was loads of, um, you know, the, like I said, me and Matt went through the list. There was loads. There was Ruben Reed from Plymouth, another one for Plymouth who. Looks really promising player. I've liked the look of him for a while. There's there's loads everywhere who we could potentially get. So do you think we just have to make most of the free agent market next summer? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it's just the way it's got to be. Um, you, you know, strip it down to the bare bones and see see how much money's in the pot. Um, I mean, what I'd do is I would um, nick. Peterborough's chief scout, or maybe just follow Peterborough's chief scout mm. about, because every now and again they seem to find a gem, don't they? Yeah. Um, you know they've got um, Martin at Norwich, uh, George Boyd, um, Lee Tomlin, Dwight Gale, um, British on Belonga, Dwight Gale. They've just got. They just seem to churn out decent players every now mm. and again, but like Premier League decent players. So yeah, I just follow. Um, the Peterborough Chief Scout or um, Craig Shakespeare at Leicester he's local so even though he's now a household name and Arsenal want him we could just follow him about as well we could just hire a private investigator (laughs) (laughs) and it'd be a lot cheaper than a scouting system just follow Craig Shakespeare and see where he's going watching Um, fun fact um, when I was training to be a teacher um, one of the schools I was at um, one of the the head teacher was a part time Leicester City scout, Ooh. and he used to do the North West um, under Craig Shakespeare's instructions. Um, so he'd give him a list of people to go and watch, and Josh Vella um, was on his list Ooh. at Leicester City. Yeah, I remember um, chatting to him when I'd just come to the school, and we were talking about you know where I'm from and football teams and stuff, um, and he said, "What do you think of Josh Vella?" And I was like, oh, I'm surprised you know about him. Um, he was like, oh, yeah, I'm, I've been scouting him. I watched him against, I think it was like an under-21 game against Everton or something. Um, and then a week later, he, he came and said, uh, I'm going to your your ground tonight. I'm going watching Josh Vella. So, you never, you know, if things had been different, Josh Vella could be a, a Premier League champion in waiting. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I think it's, it's, it's all about, we've just got to just get the scouting right. Just get rid yeah. of get rid of everything that needs to go. Um, see how much money's left, and it, it, it'd be nice to have names just, that we don't recognise. Yeah, no more new and exciting. No more names that oh, he played for Hull for three years as mm. number two goalkeeper, anything like that. Um, just people I don't know. I mean, look at um, oh, I've forgotten his surname. The lad, the Northern Irish lad, Connor Washington. Washington. Yeah. Connor Washington. He's come out of absolutely nowhere, and you know we need to do that. Yeah. You know, it, it'd be great if we could find. Um, Someone like Connor Washington, you know, dead cheap, out of obscurity. Mm. Um, and, yeah, get him in the first team. Yeah, so I think, well, I'll ask this question now before we end on it. Um, um, what do you think we'll do next year? Oh. I can't see anything other than mid-table mediocrity, personally. Maybe Brown's charisma alone gets us up if we get a good... I mean, they'll present further up in the table. Maybe we get a good transfer, you know, transfer policy. But I'm not optimistic in the slightest. I mean, it's so it's it's so difficult to guess because you don't know what the team and the yeah. squad's going to look like, and we don't know who the manager's going to be. Don't know who we're playing. Uh, 
I, I'm going to go for a, a reserved mid-table flirting with the playoffs. Right. Uh, that's going to be my aim. Um, but on both sides of it, if we are struggling, then I'll look to Blackpool and Portsmouth and think, well, this is par for the course yep. um, for teams like ours. And if, if, we, if it's a both, fantastic. Yeah, let's mm-hmm. go for a playoff push. But it's just... Yeah. It's just so difficult because we don't know who the players, playing staff's going to be. We don't know who the manager's going to be. Um, what What are you hoping for? I reckon. I think you're you're more positive than me, though, aren't you? I just so? want to be excited again. Like, mm. not too, like Phil Brown comes in that already lifts the that, you know that already lifts the morale of the place. I think. I think if he has a good summer, bringing in, like I said, just bringing in new names, new exciting names. No, you no know, people we don't know. People we have to scale Twitter for a fan of some fucking shit club to find anything about him. Just stuff like that. I just want to be. Excited again. New names, kids in the team, all the the gutter, just all the gutter stuff. I I think you know, like all the boring players. So partly Trotter, Weeter, Mo- well, I keep Moxie, but Moxie's been fucking shite in the last two games. Amos, um, even though I don't mind Amos either, you know, Matt Davis, Dobby, Dan's, Medine, all of them just fucking Heskey, just gone, and then. New younger names, exciting no names that just come in, you know, hungry to play and want to play for. You know, we'll be the biggest club in League One next year. I thought that's quite a distance. Um, Can't yeah. think of anyone else. So you know, we're going to be the one that everyone wants to beat. So why is people not going to come and fucking try and make us not be beaten? Yeah, just I agree. Start again, and uh, yeah, be nice to. Enjoy being a Bolton fan again. I think I think we'll start breaks and let's go straight into Dean Aldworth and his lads trying to do business ventures and stuff. Uh, there's been strong rumours in the week that um, Tyson Fury and the Vladimir Klitschko rematch will be held at the Macron Stadium, which would make sense. Fury's all Fury's pre and post match stuff was at you know the hotel at the but Macron he trained at the well the old training ground and stuff like that. So what do you think of that? I, I read they'd get us a million pound in profit, which is tasty, isn't it? Yeah, and, you know, it's not like this is Tyson Fury of, you know, two, three years ago, he was fighting, you know, David Price in somebody's back garden. You know, this is like world title shot. So, um, I mean, this is this is what this venue's been built for, hasn't it? It's been built for, you know, it's been built for big events, events yeah. you know, big gigs, big, you know, big football team that, that's obviously gone south. Um, you know, rumours of Liverpool playing at the Macron. Mm, yeah. Um, and fuck them if they don't let us play sparing, to be fair. <laughs> Charge them double. Yeah. Um, yeah. When they ask how much the rent price is for the ground, we'll tell them it's 100 grand. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, whatever it is, then plus 100 grand. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's what it was built for. And if t- I'm not surprised that it's, it's looking like a million pounds. Mm. Um, because. The, the attention, you know, the global attention, they'll be mm. watching it everywhere. I think I think that's a good idea to get, um, yeah. to get, a, maybe not necessarily a reputation, but history of uh, mm. playing it. I think it will be good at the Macron because I went to the first match in um, in Dusseldorf, and that was at Dusseldorf Arena, which there I think I think they've gone down to the third division in Germany now, and they're, they've got like a 40, 60, 60 odd seat stadium. And it wasn't, there was loads of empty, I was sat the heavens, and there was loads of empty seats around me, so it's clear that they didn't sell it out with such a big venue, so when venues quite slightly smaller, but you still get 30,000, if not more in that, with, you know, seating on the pitch and whatnot, mm. I, they could fucking make better, I thought, like they could, they'd fill it, which make it sound better, and that's why I think the Reebok's such a good place to do stuff like that, because it's got an iconic look with the lights, and it's big, it's got, you know, it's nearly 30,000. It's annoying that they didn't just do it, 30, make it 30,000, so we had, so it's past that threshold, and it? It's quite annoying. Well, I mean... You know what I mean? It's that threshold, it's just... I bet yeah. it's because of fucking regulations or something like that. Yeah. But, um, they'd fill it, because it's, it's a big it's a big stadium, but it's not a massive stadium. They could fill it easily, I think, with something like that. So, it just made the atmosphere bigger, and I'm yeah, surprised they haven't done, more, like I said, more stuff like this in the past. Well, like the odd gig every now Fury's based this way. Khan says he's going to yeah. want to fight in a homecoming match. I mean, it's very real. It's very possible 
that um, a Khan Kel Brook fight could be yeah. held there, and that'd be good. You know, they're not they're not you know also runs. That's not you know like it's it, it, it's it's maybe not Khan Brook. Um, there'll be proper fans in America wanting to watch that, um, but especially you know heavyweight championship of the world that that'll bring a worldwide audience. Oh, easily, yeah. Fury and Klitschko. Just like people from Ukraine and, you know, fucking Klitschko. Yeah, and, but and, there'll, be, there'll be people in, Amer- in America absolutely watching that. Yeah. And you never know if we can if we can get a few, you know, decent British-level, European-level fights there, then it could be um, a regular thing. And if it keeps, you know, keeps money ticking in the bank, then, yeah. And then, finally, there's been a Legends match announced. Team Tony Kelly v. Team John McGinley. Team Community Trust v. Supporters Trust. Players I've seen like confirmed a playing Ivan Klasnich, which was the one that excited me a lot. Um, JG Okocha was touted, um, and I can't remember other names. But what do, you, what, do you, what do you reckon of it all, Tom? I'm slightly annoyed that it's coming before Davis's testimonial, but it's obviously because Bolton, the club, are going to make money off this, whereas they wouldn't make money from Davis's testimonial because it's it yeah, his money. It's a Bolton in tip, yeah. yeah. So, what do you think? Um... Yeah, I mean the only thing tickets is tickets uh, are good. Tickets are really good, well the price. I think it's ten a quid for adults, obviously less for kids than a than a family ticket for two adults and two kids is twenty five quid. So they've really done well with the price now. They could have tried to be cunts about it, but they've not. So fair play to them. No, and it you know like you said, it puts money in the uh, puts money in the Do coffers. You think the timing's weird. Uh, no. Coming no. back off of like certain relegation is yeah, but I mean, should it, would it not be better as like a. Like a, I don't know, maybe that distracts. I don't know. I feel like it'd be better waiting, like as a pre-season type thing. Just not exactly a pre-season friendly, but as in that type of space because the manager would be in by then. They're trying to build a pretty good fact. They're good fact to going into the game and going into my, the season. My, I mean, I I want to. I mean, I think it's a good idea to do it weekend after the game because we want to forget about I mean the season's mm. over now isn't it the season's going to be over on Saturday it's a good job while um, the Premier League's on Sunday though because I wouldn't well be that's going. what I was going to ask you know I checked right. the last day of the season's on Sunday on Sunday at the same time well that's that's good because it doesn't clash because you'd lose especially you know I wouldn't go because I can't miss you can't miss Leicester winning it can't miss Claudio lifting it at Stamford exactly. Bridge imagine exactly. um, so no I, I think it's good I think it's good to do it right at the end of the season before everyone goes on the summer holidays yeah, yeah. it's a pre-season match it'd get a pre-season yeah, yeah. attendance um, because you've got you know three or four in a row and the attendances are six, seven thousand aren't they mm. uh, no get it done as soon as possible um, like you said it's nice and cheap um, yeah it'd, it'd be good try and get it as filled as we can and I mean just hearing these names of like a cotcher again it's, it's just whether mm. or not You'll actually see them, yeah. but are you are you um, team Kelly or team McGinley? I think I have to wait till I see the actual teams first. I don't think I can say at this point in time. I'll see the team, you know, the, the selections they each have, and then I will choose. I don't think I I'll can choose based on the on the squads. Yeah. I've never, I don't have any affiliation to any of the players. I've never seen any of them, so it all depend, it all depend on who's got the better squad for me. Right, I'm gonna have to go team McGinley down. Yeah, now we call us the match because. I don't know. He's, he's just an idol, isn't he? Yeah, he's, I suppose. Well, he's for people of my age. Yeah, as, as as good as Tony Kelly was, I've got to got Naomi Cullis to the master and say, <laughs> "I want McGinley's team to win." Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm excited for it. Like I said, I've not I've not seen most of the players touted, but I feel like it's robbed Davis of his moment of him being the one yeah. who reunites everyone. And I don't know. I feel a bit. I still I'm a bit of two minds about it. Yeah, is it, have we got any confirmation of of Davis's yet? Well, Davis said he like it was meant to be last summer, but then, or this uh, it was meant to be last summer. But then he got put back, and then he said, "I've just halted plans on it until new owners come in and sign for now and whatnot." You um, never know; it might be the same summer. You might get the Davis testimonial at the end of the pre-season. No, I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it at this point. Mm. Yeah, it'd be cool. Anyway, unless you've got anything else to say, Tom. No, I just. Think- just the the impending doom of Saturday. Just get it yeah, out of the yeah. way. Let's get Saturday out of the way. Get beat at Derby, mm-hmm. um, and down we go. And yeah. that's it. Season's over. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. I think that brings an end to Line of Vienna podcast episode fifty-two. I've been Dan Murphy. That's been Tom. It's been good. Um, you, you know, I hope you've enjoyed this half nine two-man session. 
which is quite <laughs> not a nice way to put it. But yeah, we certainly <laughs> have. Um, you can follow me at Mabroski, you can follow Tom at Down the Money at D, you can follow Line of Vienna at Line of Vienna Steve, you can go on Facebook at um, facebook.com forward slash Line of Vienna Suite, you can go to Line of Vienna Suite.com for articles and you know, stuff that we get called for because <laughs> satire isn't a thing that people understand. <gasps> anyway, yeah, thank you for listening. Thank you, you know, for your time. Thank you for reading all of that. And we'll see you soon. Tom, say goodbye. Bye, everyone. Have a lovely day at work. And it's goodbye from me. Salam.